What's going on, Camcast? Uh, gonna do a little little movie ranker for you. You know, it's been uh, I I put on the Instagram today. I don't know if you guys have been able to see that or not. That's at cam.cast. Of course, that's the the you know the central hub and not the X-rated hub, the normal hub for uh, everything that you need to know for the Camcast. You know, all my polls are up there. I have memes up there. You know, I talk about sport, all that all this stuff. You guys already know the deal. If you're, you've been listening, if you haven't been listening or you haven't been tuning into the Camcast. Go ahead and like and subscribe below. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're getting engaged in a lot of the content that I got going on. Um, but uh, so the Ringer, which is a you know per, pretty prevalent podcast network, they had a question. You know, what's your favorite Pixar movie? What's your rankings? So it kind of inspired me to you know put the question out there on my Instagram. Again, it's at cam.cast, and to kind of you know think about what my potential list is going to be. And I, I actually made a list, a Pixar ranking list. And uh, so I'm going to give that to you guys. It's going to be kind of a, it's going to be a, you know, quicker episode, quicker pod, um, you know, quicker YouTube video, whatever, you know, platform you're listening on. I'm not really sure anymore. It's everywhere. I just know I'm everywhere. Either my face or my voice is going to be on any platform that you could possibly find. So you guys are welcome. Um, as far as I'm concerned, more me is a good thing. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry for being, you know, I haven't really done a ton of stuff lately. Um, just still getting wrapped up in the new job and trying to figure out a lot of the stuff that comes along with that, but it's been fun. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got a video or, you know, you or episode up within the next couple or next couple of days. Cause the 15th, you know, today is the 17th is when I'm recording this. The 15th of June is actually the one year anniversary of the Camcast. Um, a year ago, the 15th is when I had my very first episode of Camcast. So it's been, you know, I, I've made it a year, you know, I, I've learned a lot, done a ton of episodes, you know, I think I've done 41 regular episodes, a bunch of reviews, you know, a couple rankings. And, you know, I've just had a lot of fun. I've had a great time doing this so far. And I'm hoping, you know, the next 365 days brings me a lot more, you know, subscriptions, a lot more people that get involved in the channel. Um, just a lot more fun, a lot more, you know, you guys reaching out to me talking, you know, telling, asking me what you want me to talk about next. And I have a lot of plans moving forward as I always do. It's just, you know, working everything out and stuff like that. But, uh, no, I love it. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I, this is, I enjoy talking about stuff. Those of you that know me, those of you who've been following, you understand that I talk, it's what I do. Um, so, you know, being able to get my thoughts across and, you know, a lot of you guys tuning in, either listening or watching it, it means a lot to me. Um, so as I've said before, please, you know, like, and subscribe to the channel and make sure you're sharing and all that stuff, all that good stuff. Check out the link tree, all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do a Pixar ranker. So basically I, I found this, this, this test online and, uh, it kind of, it showed me exactly what I, you know, it, it. Basically, it put all these movies next to each other, and it had me basically. Uh, here, I gotta grab this this cord. I'm about to die over here. Um, basically, it had all these Pixar movies side by side by side, and until it gave me like a full ranking of all 23 of the Pixar movies that are currently in production. Um, it's actually kind of funny and ironic. I'm doing this, but tomorrow is a new a new Pixar movie is dropping on Disney Plus. It's called Luca. I literally know nothing about it. Um, you know, I read Luca and I automatically assume Luca Doncic, you know, who's just an amazing basketball player. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, so it's, I guess this is that movie, but, um, so I'm going to be ranking the 23 movies from Toy Story to Soul. Um, there are two of them I haven't seen. Okay. I haven't seen the good dinosaur and I have not seen brave. So those are the only two movies that I haven't seen at all. So I'm not going to obviously really put those in my ranking. And I think that's fine. So those are going to be obviously number 23 and 22. And then uh, we're basically going to go from there. So I have my list right here. We're going to keep going. All right. 
So number number 21 is Cars 2. Cars 2 is a bad movie. It's not good. I watched it. I probably think I watched about half of it, and it was just garbage. Um, it wasn't funny. It wasn't good. It had none of the charm of Cars, and luckily Cars 3 came along to make us completely forget about Cars 2. Cars 2 felt like one of those direct-to-VHS uh, movies that Disney used to do a lot, but the really bad ones, so not like an extremely goofy movie, kind of like more like uh, Fox and the Hound 2 or Pocahontas 2, just a bad movie. So it was just it was garbage. Number 20, um, this one came out, and it was like a movie that came out. The sequel was like 15 to 18 years after the original. Everyone was really hyped on it. They basically gave a secondary character you know, their own movie, and I couldn't stand it. I thought it was corny. I thought it was cheesy. I didn't like it at all, and that is Finding Dory. I thought Finding Dory was really, really just not watchable. It just wasn't fun to watch. I hated my experience watching it. I remember I watched it by myself in the theater uh, when it came out when it, in 2016, and I was like, wow, this is just... This is just not bad. I was the only person in the theater on one of the opening weeks. It was just not a good movie. I didn't like it at all. Um, number 18, this might get a lot of hate, and I don't care because this is really how I feel about this. I'm glad the movie ranker was able to put this in the correct spot for me. Number 18 is – oh, no, no, no. I'm 19. Sorry. Number 19. Number 19, it's a movie that I feel is really philosophical, um, but it's not a movie that I've that I really love to go and rewatch. But it is a brilliant movie, and I can't take that away from it. And that's Wally. Um, some people really love Wally. It's usually on people's lists, like in their top five. It's number eighteen from or nineteen for me, just because it's not super rewatchable. You're never, you know, as a kid, that movie was just really slow and boring, and you know, pretty played out. So I wasn't a huge fan of that one. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Some people love it. Some people, like me, are just not a huge fan. So now I'll go back into eighteen with the the hot take that a lot of people are probably going to be kind of upset about. And that is Toy Story 4, okay? The Toy Story trilogy is how I'm always going to view it. The first three movies, one of the greatest trilogies in movie history. And then Toy Story 4 came along and gave us an unwanted romantic comedy. Basically undid everything that the ending of Toy Story 3 did, which is Bonnie has to take care of Woody and, you know, basically watch after him because Andy's going to be going to college and he doesn't want to have his toys anymore. You know, Woody goes on his own, starts his own life, and basically... Basically, that's the point of the movie, and I just can't get on board with that. They made Buzz the dumbest character in the movie, and Buzz is usually extremely smart and intelligent. Um, And they separated Buzz and Woody at the end, and it ruined everything that the first three movies in Toy Story set up. And I can't get behind it. Um, I feel like it was a cash grab. I didn't like the movie. Um, I like some of the new side, you know, characters like Key and Peele were great as stuffed animals. They were great, but I didn't like the movie. And it's just one of those things where I'm never going to get on board with it. All right, so going from uh, my thoughts on Toy Story 4, we're going right into number 17, and that's a movie I probably haven't seen in, God, 15, 20 years, and I'm 28 years old, A Bug's Life. Okay, Kevin Spacey voiced an amazing villain. Um, it's the second movie ever made by Pixar. It's just really forgettable. I never you know, think about going back and watch that movie. Some people really love it, and I think a lot of that is just nostalgia, or you know, it's just... It's never going to be high up on my my ranking list for you know Pixar movies. It's just not it's just not that guy, pal. It's just not. Sorry, I had to I had to do the uh, the meme that's going on right now. Um, so yeah, so that's number seventeen. Sixteen is the newest movie that has come out. Came out December twenty fifth of last year. Besides you know Luca that's coming out tomorrow. Um, a movie that I expected a lot more from because it had Jamie Fox. You know, it it had the idea of you know souls and, and it's the movie it's soul. Um, I just I think that the movie took itself way too seriously and was trying to do way too much 
Um, the beings that were in charge of this like, you know, pre-world thing were kind of hard to get behind and hard to understand and, um, you know, things like that I don't really buy. And I think they were trying to cater this movie more to adults than children, which is fine. Oh, but I did appreciate the New York's Knicks jokes, though. Or the New York Knicks joke. I thought that was pretty great. Um, you know, for you basketball fans that caught that joke, it was probably the best joke that, you know, Pixar's had in a while. But they're, uh, you know, it's number 16. Number 15 for me is going to be the OG Cars, okay? Cars is a, is a fun watch. You know, it is. It's a fun watch. There's nothing groundbreaking about it. It's a pretty simple story. You know, guy gets lost. He, you know, doesn't want to be in this town. He's stuck in this town. You know, eventually loves the town. You know, betters himself. That's basically the plot. Um, the thing about Cars is it's extremely marketable, and Disney knows this, and that's why they have Cars Land, which is, you know, fantastic if you've ever been to California Adventure in, you know, Anaheim, California. But Cars is, is an okay movie. I actually like number 14, Cars 3, more than the original Cars. I thought the weight of Cars 3 was a lot better than, you know, the first Cars. They made, you know, the story was a lot better. I felt like it was more grounded. The, the second half of the movie was phenomenal, where he's trying to figure things out and kind of, you know, be a better person. It's a better, I guess, a better car. But Cars 3, I watched it twice, and I was kind of surprised how much I loved the second half. The first half reminded me a lot of Cars 1, but the second half was phenomenal, and it kind of put it above the original Cars for me, which was kind of a surprise. Um, number 13 might get flack from a certain couple of people that I know really enjoy this movie, and it's really high on their list, but it's Up, and that's number 13. If you take away the first 10 minutes of Up, Up might be the you know one of the worst movies in the Pixar uh, library of movies. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I know, you know, you want to, you want to turn it off right now. Don't turn it off. Keep listening. Um, it's just one of those things where the rest of the movie's pretty bland. You know, it's, it's not exciting. The, the villain is weird. The dogs talk like there's a lot of the movie that I don't really care about, but those first 10 minutes are phenomenal. Okay. You could have stopped the movie right there and had one of the best Pixar shorts turn that if it would have been just a Pixar short, it would have been still one of the best things Pixar's ever created in those first 10 minutes. It's it's phenomenal. You cry easily. But other than that, the movie doesn't do much for me. Number 12 is another movie that came out last year. It came out at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was just a fun quest movie. I had a great time watching it, um, and that's Onward. You know, voice with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, and there's something about that movie that really resonated with me. I think it's the adventure element of it. I love a good quest. There's not a lot of movies nowadays that have, you know, the main characters go and do, like, an exciting quest. Like, you know, a la Goonies, a la Stand By Me, you know, those type of movies. But this movie had a little bit of the bones of that. There was a little bit of mystery and intrigue to it. Great character acting, or excuse me, voice acting for these characters. Um, great character development. And I cried pretty profusely at the end. So that's, for those of you that don't know on the Camcast, I am a, I am a bitch when it comes to uh, sappy things. I watch This Is Us and cry every single episode. It's just what I do. You know, I'm 6'5", but I have just a giant heart for whatever reason. You know, every once in a while it shows itself. But uh, <laughs> uh, number 11, another movie that had a sequel way after the original one. And this movie was a lot of fun. It's like a, you know, G or PG rated version of Revenge of the Nerds or The Internship. And it is Monster University. It's a fantastic movie. I really like this movie. It's fun. There's nothing crazy about it. There's nothing about, you know... It, it's not breaking any new ground. It's just fun seeing these characters in a in a different environment, and you know, being the, their younger selves. Um, just seeing how how cocky Sully was, and how determined Mike was, and how they became friends. It's a great movie. And if you have if you're not a huge fan of Monsters University, you're not 
you're not doing it, a, you know, a, you're not giving it a fair shot because it's a solid movie, and I feel like everyone should it should be up there for everybody. But for me, it's number eleven because Pixar is you know Pixar is Pixar. It is what it is. Number ten, I know this is going to offend one person at least on this list, um, so I apologize to Jen. <laughs> uh, it's Finding Nemo. Okay, Finding Nemo when it came out, it was amazing. You know, the animation was great, the story's fun. But it, for me, the more I think about it, the less rewatchable it really is. Um, there's nothing really super, super exciting about the movie. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce the, the the shark is great. You know, Crush the turtle's great. Marlin just gets kind of tired after a while. This is when Dory was still fun before they gave her her own movie. And, you know, I think Ellen DeGeneres is kind of frowned upon nowadays. So I guess that kind of knocks Finding Nemo down even a couple more pegs. But there's something about it. It's it's still a great movie. I'm not taking any away from it. It's still enjoyable. But it, for me, it's just not a movie I'm ever going to keep going back and rewatching over and over and over again. And as we keep going up this list, a lot of these movies are movies I plan on you know rewatching or ones that I you know rewatch excessively all the time. And Finding Nemo has just never been that one for me. But it's still in my top ten, so that's pretty good. Out of twenty three, it's not bad. It's top half. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, number nine. Is a sequel that came out in 1997. It's the third movie in Pixar, or it came out in 98, one of those two years, or 99, one of those three years. Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is great. Toy Story 2 is a really fun movie. Um, definitely not as good as the first two, so those there's a reason why those haven't, you know, those two haven't come up. But no, Toy Story 2 is phenomenal. It's a great movie. It has a great villain in Prospector Pete. It's got a little bit of, of, of intrigue, of mystery. It has a great, you know, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader type thing going on with Buzz Lightyear and, uh, and Zerg, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's just got a lot of really great moments in that movie. And it's, you know, Woody, Woody's great in the movie. You learn about Jesse. You learn about Woody's Roundup. Um, but no, Toy Story 2, solid movie. Great number nine. Number eight, movie, another movie that had a sequel that came out long after the original one. You know, the original one came out in 2004. I believe this came out in, uh, I want to say, let me see. Let me pull up my notes. It came out in 2018. So it's been 14 years later. Uh great movie I, I loved it i loved it in theaters it really made me think incredibles 2 okay incredibles 2 is phenomenal you know you have some of the best scenes ever with jack 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 having all those different powers and him going basically to auntie edna's house and him and her teaching him how to control his powers you know with the suit and everything and um no incredibles 2 is great and uh the the screen slayer scenes they really creep me out the first time i watched it in the theaters and that one scene where elastic girl is trying to debunk the, the screen slaver and a screen slayer and uh you know all those bright lights come on the 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 screen all at once it was kind of jarring that was one of the first time i was kind of like oh my god you know a little disoriented just from watching a movie and i thought that was you know the visual effects in the movie were phenomenal so i, I loved it but that's my number not uh, number eight number seven the one that started it all toy story okay toy story has a great plot toy story's animation for the time is just groundbreaking it was 95 computers were barely a thing and they're out here making an entire feature-length movie um, you know, with computers, and I still don't know how they did it. Um, they had one of the greatest villains of all time in Sid. You know, the creepy toys. It had the you know, Mr. Potato Head was horrible. It has a Buzz, you're flying. He's like, this isn't flying. This is falling with style. And it's you know, it's just little lines like that throughout the movie. Like, you are a toy. You are a sad and strange little man, and you have my pity. And it's you know, like. It, Toy Story is very quotable. I think it's more quotable than all the other movies combined, you know, in Pixar. I think that's just because it's it's really stood the test of time. Yeah, it came out in 95. That's, that's phenomenal. Uh, that really is, you know, just 
that came out when I was two years old, and the technology that they used for that movie is just, I don't know how they did it. And I, I there's there's a whole bunch, you, you can watch videos on it and stuff like that, but even still, like, computers weren't that mainstream, and, you know, Steve Jobs had his fingerprints all over Pixar at that time, so I, it might have been a lot of his ingenuity that got this thing done, but, you know, Toy Story for me is still my number seven. Number six is a movie that is just, it's one of the most rewatchable Pixar movies, it really is. It's a great quest movie, it's a great buddy cop movie in a sense. Um, it's kind of creepy, or, you know, it's still creepy to this day. It's got one of the greatest villains in Pixar and Randall Box. Of course, I'm talking about Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. is phenomenal, okay? Monsters, Inc., basically this was, you know, Pixar's fourth movie, and it's a risk. You have, they're making a movie about monsters in a monster world where they're, they scare children to gather their screams to power the city, but they're also deathfully, they're afraid of, of children because if they get touched in their world, you know, they think that they're going to die instantly. It's a weird dichotomy that they kind of created, and the movie's just phenomenal. It's got great voice acting. Billy, you know, Billy Crystal is Mike Wazowski. It has, uh, you know, uh, Sully, played by John Goodman, who's perfect casting, really quotable, and it's got one of my favorite side characters in Raj. He goes, Wazowski, you didn't file your paperwork last night. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. No, but it's like... I, I really love that movie and it's one of the most rewatchable and I just you know, I just can't but the fact that it's number six just tells you how good you know Pixar is and how 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 much I love Pixar because it's I don't know it's just it's I'm, okay I'm gonna keep going I'm kind of fan fanboying over here number five um, one of the movies I cried the most at still cry at it I think it was the timing this movie came out in 2010 right when I was about to start my senior year of high school so it was, you know feeling sentimental um, it's Toy Story three. Toy Story 3 is just, it's unbelievable, okay? The story, Lotso, I think, might be the greatest Pixar villain. He's so, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant Pixar villain. He's not stupid at all. He has, he's very vengeful. He's very spiteful. He plays up like he's your good friend, but then he, you know, rips everything away from you. It's got two, um, like, heart-wrenching scenes. The one, right, when they think, when all the toys think they're about to die at the dump, they get saved by the LGMs, and then the very last time they play with Andy. Oh, man, that scene. You know, you're really, you're, there. he's playing with each one of his toys, giving him Bonnie, and he's, you know, you're, you're getting pretty, you're getting emotional, you're feeling it. And then she takes Woody out of the box, and then Andy takes him, and he's like, oh. And then at that moment, you just, you feel it. You really, like, that, for, for me, that moment, it's so emotional. And, you know, then he drives away, and then Woody gets up, you know, kind of wakes up, he's like, so long, partner. And it's real, and they should have fucking ended it there, and they didn't, and they made Toy Story four. I got an issue with you, Pixar. You should have fucking ended it back in 2010 instead of come back in what 2019, nine years later, and give me Toy Story four. I don't want that. I was fine. I'm sure everybody was fine. You want to give us Forky in, in Toy Story four? No thanks. I would have rather have had that ending. I could do without Forky. Fuck Forky. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Forky. I wanted that ending for Toy Story three, and to make it, you know, it's a it's a perfect ending. Whatever. That's that's a that's a completely different issue. So Toy Story three is my number five, which is actually kind of incredible, because my you know things have changed. Number four for me, I think it's the best story in the entire uh, Pixar universe. You know, Pixar movie, you know, whatever you want to call it, the Pixar, all the Pixar films. It's Ratatouille. Ratatouille is amazing. I think that's where a lot of you know people my age, their love for cooking came from was Ratatouille. You know, anyone can cook. You know that whole thing where like, it's 
the message in Ratatouille is phenomenal. Basically, it's like it doesn't matter what you look like, what you're doing, you know, what creed or whatever you are, you can do what you want if you truly believe in it. And I think that that kind of resonates. And there's there's just elements of the movie that are just phenomenal. You know, I I really do love that movie. It's beautifully shot. It's got a great score. It has that go. That's not exactly French, but you know, it sounds kind of. Uh, vaguely French, so I kind of I like to imitate the music when it goes to. It just sounds funny to me, you know. I no, I love I love Ratatouille, and that's why it's my number four. Number three is the only time that a Fantastic Four movie has ever gone right. Of course, I'm talking about The Incredibles. Uh, the Incredibles ages so well; it's perfect. It's got Syndrome, one of the just one of the most amazing characters ever put on screen. You know, it's got Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, Dash, you know, Violet, Jack, Jack. It's Frozone, of course. Honey, where's my super suit? Why do you need to know? You know, it's, I just, that's another extremely quotable movie, and we quote it all, you know, people my age quote it all the time. It's just phenomenal. Um, that movie came out, yeah, 2004, and it's just, it's aged like fine wine. It gets better every single time you watch it. I It's one of my few Pixar DVDs I actually have. So I was watching it long before everything was on Disney+. Plus. I can't get enough of this movie. I love it so much. It's perfect casting. Sorry, I'm getting a little gassy. It's perfect casting. <laughs> it's perfect casting, and it's just, it's a fantastic movie. I just really love watching it so much. So that's my number three. Number two is um, a movie that I wasn't sure if I was going to like originally, and then I wound up just absolutely loving it. It's a movie that makes you really think. It really makes you evaluate your life, and it, you know, it puts you in a situation where you've, you know, you you say to yourself like I've you know I've I've those type of things have kind of happened to me these 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 life changing events that have kind of made you who you are and you've had to adapt to it and then you get new likes new dislikes and it's and it it plays up the element of emotion so amazingly you know a movie that was made for for children to explain adult themes and it's Inside Out. Inside Out is absolutely phenomenal. You know, they basically they they put characterization to f- the five main emotions: what, joy, sadness, disgust, anger, and uh, dis- uh, 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 frightened. What's his name? Scared. I don't know. Scared. I think that's his name. It's frightened. I don't know what the fuck his name is. But uh, it's they they do such an amazing job of of portraying this young girl Riley her life as she's uplifted from Minnesota to move to San Francisco, which is a big, you know, it's a culture shock, it's a big deal. And it's at the same time, she's kind of growing up, becoming, you know, a young lady. And they illustrate all these things so perfectly, you know, they they show that it's okay to be mad, it's okay to be disgusted with things, it's okay to be scared, it's okay to be sad. Those things happen. That's what happens when you grow up, you know, you're not going to be joyful all the time. You know, when you are, when you're a kid, and you're, you know, a small child. Things are always going to happen to you that kind of shape you into who you are. The only thing you can do is accept the fact that something was sad, accept the fact that something made you mad, grow from it, you know, and and just be better because of it. And I really think that that was what Inside Out was going for. And I know some people don't agree with me, but Inside Out, for those reasons, is just such a beautiful film. And it's one that I go back to over and over again because I truly believe it is extremely rewatchable. And the more I watch it, the more I learn, you know, in actuality. I mean, it, it really is a, a brilliant portrayal of, of, you know, of growing up. It, it really, they do such an amazing job. Plus, it's got one of the saddest scenes, you know, with Bing Bong, Riley's imaginary friend, sacrificing himself so that way Joy can get out of the, uh, what is it, the, 
the memory gap or whatever it was, and you know where all the memories go to die. She he pushes her up and he's like, "Take her to the moon for me, will you?" And he just disappears. God, this shit was sad and it shouldn't have been, but there's like there's a level of like you feel it because you know anyone that ever had like an imaginary friend going up or some type of of, of inanimate object that they really cared about, you know, a stuffed animal, a blanket, whatever it may be, eventually those things go away, and you don't remember where they went, you know, and. You don't even remember at some point what it was, but at one point you you know you wake up and and it's gone, and that's what it's like to to you know to grow up and to and to age and to mature and you know to kind of go through that in this in this animated feature made by Pixar. It's it's amazing. It's amazing that they were able to do these things, and that's why Inside Out really really resonates with me. And it, I get emotional every single time I watch it because you you realize you're like it really is that way. You know, we've all gone through something like this, and they're basically showing us that it, it's okay. It happens. You know, life happens. It's it's different for everybody, but we all have similar things that, not similar things, but different things happen to us, but they affect us all similarly. And I think that's, I think it's beautiful. That's, that's what it means, you know, to be a human. And I, I don't mean to get so philosophical about it, but the movie really does make me think. There are a few movies that have made me think this much, like this and Interstellar. Those are like the two. Um, so my number one, I haven't said it yet, and it's, there's something about this movie that is extremely rewatchable. It's a beautiful film. It has amazing music. And the last 15 minutes of this movie, I sob like a big bitch every single time. I could literally go on YouTube right now, play the moment from when, of course, it's Coco, by the way. Number one is Coco. I can literally go from the very end of the movie to the part where Miguel sings to his mama Coco all the way to the last, you know, five minutes, and I am bawling my eyes out. There is something about the movie that is just so beautiful. It really, I'm, I'm, I'm not Hispanic, okay? I don't, I don't really understand to the degree what Dio de los Muertos is. What I do understand is it, it honors your the family that has passed over. And it's a it's a huge deal, right? It's a it's an enormous deal in and I believe in Mexico. I don't know if they celebrate it in the States as much, but I know in Mexico it's huge. Okay. And the level of, of of detail that the movie put in with, you know, Miguel actually stringing the chords on his guitar when he's playing and how it shows how much he actually loves music and uh, you know, him finally realizing that it's important to carry on your family legacy and there's and the ending where he's playing in you know in the courtyard music for his family and his his grandpa grabs his guitar turns into a ghost guitar and plays along with him it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful it has one of the greatest twists in Pixar you know history with uh, uh, Ernesto de la Cruz not being his grandfather and Hector actually being his real grandfather it's it's beautifully shot it looks beautiful the bridge that connects the 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 human world or the the living from the dead world it's gorgeous you know those 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 orange petals and all the bright vibrant colors the vibe vi- the bright vibrant animals the way that they're 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 animated you know the bones all of it, it is it's a gorgeous film and the music is just the you know the the the, the one where uh, uh mama Imelda sings la llorona that's an amazing song and you know uh, uh uh un poco loco that's a great song remember me obviously it's it's classic the movies it's so rewatchable and I do not get tired of watching it. I could watch it every single day and just never get bored of that movie. And I for me that's why it's my number one. I know for some of you guys it's not going to be, and that's okay. But I want to know what everyone else's lists are. Okay, that's my list. If you have any beef with my list, it's fine. 
we can go ahead and chop it up outside. Uh, I got a couple fists. You can have. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, let's let's talk about it. Get on the Instagram. That's cam.cast. I want to I want to hear what your favorite Pixar movies are. I have a poll going right now. Okay. And I want you guys to get in on it, and I'll share it, and we can have conversations about it. Right now, we have a current beef about somebody loves Ratatouille, and somebody's saying that they don't like Ratatouille. So it's fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's just really funny for me. Um, but now, you guys, this is my Pixar ranking until Luca comes out. My guess is Luca probably won't be high on my list anyways. It doesn't look like a very good Pixar movie, but who knows? You know, who knows? Um, but other than that, I, you know, this this is, you know... I love doing rankings. There's something about rankings that's so pure, and you know it's it's fun to see where your rankings stack up compared to, compared to anybody else. So this was fun. Um, but as always, you guys make sure you're subscribing, liking, sharing on all the different you know platforms I'm able to do it on. And uh, I want to know your list. And if you ever, if you want, DM me or message me on Instagram or in the chat in the comments on YouTube. I want to know what you guys want to hear from me. Do you guys want me to do more sports? Do you guys want me to do more movies? Do you want me to do TV show reviews? I do want to do an Invincible review, though. The show that was on Amazon Prime, the animated show. Because it's phenomenal. And J.K. Simmons is an amazing voice actor. You know, besides just, you know, asking people to get him pictures of Spider-Man. Um, but that's I will be doing that at some point. Uh, I just wanted to make this fun one because ranking videos are always fun to me. Um, but let me know what you think, you guys. Uh, so thanks for listening, and uh, you know what do I call you guys? Camcasters, camcasties, castholes. I'm gonna call you castholes. I like that one, castholes. Yeah, cast camcastholes, just castholes. Then castholes is good. I gotta stop saying that. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and as always, peace and love. Thanks.